0: Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Loizel. And with me today, I have my waggish and perspicacious co-host.
1: It's Mark Salcedo. Waggish? What the fuck? <laughs> What's, what does that mean?
0: That means...
1: As she pulls up her phone right now.
0: Yeah, on, you know, thesaurus.com because I had to look it up. <laughs> okay. Uh the so. definition of waggish uh, it's an adjective like a wag roguish and merriment and good humor jocular okay or characteristics uh or of or befitting a wag uh, i don't know what okay. a wag is really
1: i don't know what a wag is but either. it
0: seems like you know you're funny or whatever like okay. you're you know whatever
1: i can go with that What's, what was the other word
0: perspicacious
1: what is fuck
0: do i have to pull up my theosaurus now you, well first you have to say it right
1: how do i say it
0: you said theosaurus
1: so, okay thus the the
0: thesaurus the source the,
1: thesaurus. Thesaurus.
0: you know when i go yeah uh, Thesaurus.
1: okay so what so let's find out what this word is real quick before we we jump into the show
0: having keen mental perception and understanding discerning
1: yes i am sherlock holmes that is correct
0: no i'm sherlock holmes you're watson (gasps) Hmm. no actually no you're sherlock holmes because you're kind of eccentric like he is okay i can go with that
1: i can go with that i can go with that
0: plus you know holmes was actually smarter Mm, that's up for debate (laughs) but we'll we'll
1: go with that we'll go with that as uh kelsey takes a sip from her water uh, let me go ahead and give you guys the social media plugs. <laughs> <laughs> She's on a roll. Uh, you can contact us. I'm not sorry. Contact us. You can, uh, see our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, they are all the real appeal, uh, real with two E's. Um, contact us at the at gmail.com. Drop us a line so we can read it. Just don't
0: know. make them bad, you know, one liner lines. Cause you know, nobody likes that.
1: I kind of would. Mm, well, if you know what, if we got like a plethora of one-liner emails, I would read them all.
0: But it's kind of like American Idol, right? Because mm. some people think they're clever, but they're not. Mm. Some people are so clever, but they're mm. like, no, I don't like the attention.
1: Okay, I would still read them, and if they weren't clever enough, I would just call those people stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! We're not calling you guys stupid, okay? No, no,
1: no! Just be clever. <laughs>
0: Um, our segments for this week. Um, after you review us on iTunes, mm-hmm. um, we have the news. We have our recent review of the photograph. We have variety time. Um, we're talking about a vertical blockbuster. blah 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 <laughs> blockbuster. Um, yeah. and our geriatric cinematic is Boomerang from nineteen ninety
2: two. Oh, I'm
1: so happy to show you this movie. <clears throat> oh, this this movie was. It wasn't on constant play at my home, but I, I watched it a bunch of times growing up.
0: I was just happy to see Halle Berry not looking like she had a lot of plastic surgery and like You think she had plastic surgery done? I think she's had some.
1: Probably, probably. Yeah, but you're right, she looked fine as hell in that Like movie. she
0: looked uh like fresh faced and mm. like whatever and yeah. yeah. And now she just kind of looks jaded yeah
1: not like she was this was before she was like tainted and torn up by
0: hollywood by
1: hollywood you know good stuff yeah
0: <laughs> you know getting tainted by hollywood is good stuff yeah <laughs> uh yeah so in the news uh movie phone worth one percent of its former value is being run by one employee after parent company's bankruptcy
1: I saw this. I saw. I saw this article. Two separate websites, and both of them had make a re- made a reference to a Seinfeld episode, <laughs> where Kramer, his phone number was getting mixed up with the actual movie phone, so he thought he could like kind of have fun with this. So he would actually pretend he's the movie phone guy, mm-hmm. and of course it's Kramer. So it just ended, It would just end badly for him.
0: Yeah. I didn't watch the that episode.
1: That's okay. That's all right. You have nothing to contribute. That's cool.
0: So, um, the owner, Helios Matheson Analytics, they filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy last month. Um, Of course, they were dealing with MoviePass. Yeah, and that that
1: went belly up. And so
0: that went belly up, and it kind of fucked up their whole thing. So... Kind of like one affected the other, Mm. Um, and it looks like their intellectual property for Movie Phone um, it's estimated to be about a little under four point four million.
2: Jesus Christ! Uh, That's just
0: one point one percent of AOL's three hundred eighty eight million dollars stock deal. For a movie wow. phone in ninety nine, right before the internet bubble burst.
1: Wow, that is horrible. Horrible. It's like what even? I I'm actually shocked that movie phone is still around because you can just type up anywhere online, mm-hmm. and it's just boom right there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Rotten Tomato has it, Flickster has it. Um I think I might type in movie phone because I'm just so familiar typing in you uh movie phone
2: mm-hmm.
1: if not <clears throat> excuse me if not i'll um actually type in the the name of the movie and it'll just pop listings right in my google search yeah so it's just like why are the movie phones still around that is funny though that pretty much only like one guy runs movie phone right like one guy it's just running the entire company
0: yeah so um he actually told variety the guy's name is matt a chitty mm-hmm. um he has been retained by the trustee overseeing Helios Matheson's liquidation. Um, he's the only person to keep the lights on, <laughs> to kind of keep things running until they can sell it. It's probably <laughs> I wouldn't like be surprised. Who, who would buy it? I at wouldn't this be point. surprised
1: if it's like the office of Movie Phone is like this dude's office in his house,
0: hmm. and like that's it. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um.
1: So, I wouldn't doubt if Movie Phone just like goes away, like by like next week. We're just like, Movie Phone's gone, just dead.
0: Well, I mean, shit happens. You've got Blockbuster.
1: Yeah, Blockbuster went back. AOL. There is one Blockbuster store in existence.
0: In Alaska. Is it Alaska? I think it's Alaska. I, I thought
1: it was like Ohio or something. Oh, I think it might have been Alaska.
0: It's Alaska.
1: Shit. <clears throat> but yeah, what was the other one that you mentioned? Uh, AOL, right? Yeah, AOL. I thought AOL was still around.
0: No, they died like. A few years ago,
1: damn. Is that why I don't get like those disc for like free AOL service for like three months? Is that
0: why I don't get in my mail anymore? <laughs> Do you miss them?
1: I miss them as coasters.
0: No, you don't. No, I mean, you're right. You have better taste than that. <laughs>
1: yeah, you, you ain't that ghetto. Th- thank you,
0: thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you should take the next one because this is really interesting.
1: Yeah. So, the hunt. Universals uh, movie it, it, it's getting released after all. I kind of knew this was gonna happen uh, I'm surprised it actually took so long but um, it got out that uh, it looks like the hunt the satirical thriller it depicts elites kidnapping hunting the deplorables uh, is now set to be released in March on March 13th um, I actually like how Universal is doing their marketing now. Um, They sent out a one sheet uh, last Tuesday, and it reads, the most talked about movie of the year is the one that no one's actually seen. (laughs) I think that's great marketing. And it's funny because when that movie got released, you know, Fox News is like, oh, these people, they made this movie. They're hunting down Republicans and stuff like that. This is is how the Democrats are trying to take over. And, you know, and like the whole deplorable thing that was kind of like quoted by Hillary Clinton. My opinion is like the whole thing got blown up way out of proportion. Mm-hmm. And I understand that like Universal, they pulled ads uh, about the movie when it was going to be first released after um, a school shooting. I can't remember what school shooting. It seems like there's a school shooting like once a week now or something like that. Mm. Um, and I understand like they pulled the ads because they didn't want to be associated with that. But the fact that it's getting released now, I think it's just kind of like, OK, we can just release it now. So, um, from what I understand, Jason Bloom, because it's a Blumhouse production, Jason Bloom and David Linelof, they both said that uh, they did test screenings a couple days after the shooting, and audience members during the test screening found no connection to the tragedy whatsoever. Uh, Linelof has said, no one uh, who has seen the movie has described the movie as proactive.
0: Yeah, but we've been to test screenings too. We kind of know how that shit
1: goes. I'm, I'm sorry, provocative. He said provocative. Um, yeah, you know what? <laughs> you want you want to tell that you want to tell that story?
0: Are we able to? I think we can now. It's released, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody know. Nobody, nobody recognize it when it got released. Um, you we want to tell it, or yeah. you want me yeah. to tell it? I'll tell it. Okay.
0: We went to a test screening, uh, right? Like, we, we normally go to, like, screenings and stuff.
1: Press screenings. Press screenings. screenings.
0: Well, before that, we were doing the whole go for thing. Like, we were waiting in line. Yeah. And the, these people come down the line and be like, hey, you know, while you're waiting in line, here's, you can come see this movie. Mm. And it's still in production or not in production. Um post-production so they're still working on it or whatever but yeah. it's mostly done and they want everyone's take on it so they can know if they have to make changes mm. so we went to go see morgan
1: yeah the 2016 film and uh, it was 20th <laughs> century fox
0: yeah <laughs> okay first of all i thought it was funny uh. morgan is your daughter's name and then there was another character named amy which is You know, Markin's mom's name. Yeah,
1: I think, like, the head scientist's name was Amy or something like that. Yeah, something
0: like that. It was really funny. Mm. Um, But anyway, so we went to see the movie, and then afterwards you have to stick around and, like, you know, they want you to write your opinion on a piece of paper, hand it in, and then, you know, they set up cameras, and then they ask the audience, like, you know, what did you think about this? Or what was your take yeah, on it? Yeah,
1: what worked? What didn't work? Any fatigues?
0: <laughs> First of all, this keeps happening to you too, by the way. It happened on... Uh, St. Patrick's Day a couple years ago where the person, the fucking bartender would not come to you no matter what.
1: Oh, fucking yeah. Fucking was...
0: Instagram fucking ch- filters don't recognize you.
1: That's weird. Yeah. Like, no, no. it's Snapchat filters. Snapchat filters. Yeah. yeah,
0: but it was Instagram, too, because mm-hmm. yeah. we were using Instagram that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> even the paper towel dispensers with the fucking motion sensors. Uh, sometimes i think one time you had an issue with that not even recognizing you but it would recognize everybody else
1: either i'm a ghost or er or all of that shit is
0: racist (laughs) (laughs) so anyways that kept happening to you when Uh, we were at the the screening because you kept raising your hand and you started to get this sarcastic look on your face like Mm
1: -hmm. yeah well like yeah because there's that one guy there the one particular guy is asking these questions and stuff like that and i think in the after everybody's left the theater and there, there's a the select few, there was like, what, maybe like 10 of us that were so behind to like no, ask? No,
0: it was more than that. I think it was like 20. Was it that many? Yeah, because we had a couple of rows.
1: Okay, yeah. You know, and and me, I, <laughs> if I see a bad movie, I'm, I'm going to fucking say it.
0: And they did not want bad answers. I think the when they were going around saying, oh, we're selecting you, we're selecting you, mm-hmm. they told us like, I think they actually said something like, like what like, um, did you like the movie
1: oh okay i don't I don't remember that, yeah, they right? were
0: like oh did you did you like the movie uh, uh or do you want to <laughs> talk about it like you know, like uh, they wanted to make sure they want to make sure that people who actually like the movie
2: mm-hmm.
0: are the ones who are selected, right, so yeah. they were quickly trying to sort out who liked it and who didn't, so they could. You know, make it look good for the people asking questions. Yeah,
1: and i in my my seat position, I wasn't like at the end; I was like in the center.
0: Yeah, front and center. Yeah, and I think we were like the second row.
1: No, we were in the first row because I remember I turned I turned back to look at somebody and to talk to a particular person.
0: Oh yeah, you were talking to somebody, and then there was one guy who kept getting picked on, and he's like, "This is reminiscent of." Oh, wait, let's let's lead <laughs>
1: let's lead on to that. It's so stupid.
0: I don't remember exactly. You're going to have to, I think, take it from here.
1: Okay. So, yeah. Everybody's like, these people are, uh, this guy, and these are people from the the studio. These are people in the studio and from marketing because they need an idea of how to market this film. Mm -hmm. Um, If you guys don't remember, Morgan is like this really stupid sci-fi film. uh, The synopsis is a corporate risk management consultant must decide whether or not to terminate an artificial, create a a humanoid being. That's the synopsis. It was stupid. So what happened was people are, like, giving their opinions, but they're very, like, positive. They're either positive or overly positive. Mm -hmm. And, like, one dude is, like, he says about how the movie is—to quote him, he said, this movie— makes you think what it means to be human
0: oh jesus christ exactly. i remember
1: that <laughs> exactly and then finally finally the guy i i just raised my hand the dude was like what's european and i was like yo this movie is bad because a, a b c d i was like we saw the plot coming we saw the twist coming within the first 15 minutes uh the beginning of the movie looked like a fucking car commercial for like a dodge truck or some shit And i was just, i went
2: off,
0: mm-hmm. I went off. And they tried to stop you.
1: Oh, yeah. They tried to stop me. And I just continued saying, like, yo, okay, so this direction is really stupid. I get the metaphor. But you know what? That metaphor is clunky as hell. Um And I think at one point they asked me, like, well, at what point did you figure out that um you figured out the twist? And I was like, well, it's this particular scene where this girl's looking at the other girl. And it's obviously a, a mirror image. So just like, boom, I just figured out the fucking ending. Of your movie, your, tw- your big twist. <laughs> and then, like I said, if it's a bad movie, I go the fuck off. I No filter, whatever, whatever. And I don't do platitudes. And I'm just like, yo, A, B, C, D, this is all wise. This is why it's all bad. The dude, I had <laughs> the balls on me. I had the nerve to turn around to the guy and said... What it means to be human. What the hell is that supposed to be? What do you mean it means to be human? Dude, dude are you seriously saying that? Are like, you human? Yeah. Right, <laughs> oh my God. And yeah, they were, I remember there was a camera there, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. They had a couple of them from like different angles.
1: Yeah. And I mean, in the end, the movie got released, but it, the marketing was like, Next to nothing. Yeah, and I don't know if I had a I had a part part of it. <laughs> I like to think I did. And it, it was a bad. It's a shitty movie. It's a bad movie.
0: <clears throat> which I, I that sucks though because I actually am intrigued by the lead character, which well, she's in that one movie now. Um, it's called like Emily or something like that.
1: Oh yeah, uh, uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, that girl. She's like a legit actress. I I do like her acting. She was uh, great in like The Witch and Split. <clears throat> but this movie was just like Oh, and she's in the last night in Soho too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this movie I was just like, yo, this movie's garbage. <laughs> like, kill yourself.
0: <laughs> Dude, you gotta start somewhere.
1: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> i Watch like that watch I get it in Hollywood, that director's like, you're the guy who hated that movie. Don't give him any roles or don't give him any any directing jobs. Whatever. However, <laughs> they do in Hollywood. <laughs> anyway, that was a little side story.
0: We have um some interesting news to talk about now. Oh, Batman! Batman. <laughs> um, they have test footage now um, to give us our fir- first look at Robert Pattinson as a Batman.
1: Yeah, um, Matt Reeves had dropped this on his Twitter account, and it it kind of set the, the internet on fire um, because it's like the fir- our first look as uh, first look at Batman <clears throat> played by Robert Pattinson. Sorry, Pattinson. Um Yeah, it's just test footage. It's kind of like this eerie kind of red lighting and everything. They have music in the background. The, the bat suit comes into focus. You see, like, a close-up of his chest of the bat insignia, which I think looks pretty cool. Me too. Um, I've been hearing theories that supposedly the way how, the, how it looks, it might be the gun. It,
0: the, it does look like guns.
1: Yeah, it, it might be like the gun that um, killed his parents. Um I like the design of the armor. The armor kind of goes back to like the Batman video games, like Arkham Knight and uh, uh, Arkham City and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it even goes back to like Christopher Nolan's Batman with the whole armor. Mm-hmm. I'm a little iffy on the on the cowl, like the 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 mask part. Yeah, um, it could use it could have <clears throat> used a chin strap. I think a chin, a chin strap would have made it look much better.
0: I like it without.
1: Oh, you like you just want to see the chin yeah okay.
0: um, I think I have an issue with the bat suit and the cowl in general, mm-hmm. um because usually it has a chin strap, yeah, and it makes the guy's face look really
1: douchey with a chin strap
0: with a chin strap. it okay. completely hides the jawline, which is like the best feature of a guy's face,
1: yeah, okay, and so
0: then they look like an idiot running around in a fucking chin strap suit
1: like I, okay i can see that
0: and robert pattinson has he's not like the most prominent chin but his his like jawline is mm. actually pretty sexy and he has like a five o'clock shadow always going yeah and so if you get rid of that part then you see okay it's a cool fucking bat suit mm-hmm. and he's masculine he doesn't look douchey yeah
1: that's true i'll give you i'll definitely give you that i, I don't i don't like I, said, I don't completely hate the suit i do like it um, there's a lot of people like ripping into it saying, Oh, it looks stupid, blah, 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 blah. There's like, always those people. Yeah. And of course there's like a I've seen a a bunch of people comparing it to Daredevil, mm-hmm. how the cow looks. Even though uh the cow is very reminiscent reminence of um nineteen sixty eight Batman, mm-hmm. the Adam West show. Yeah. And even like the earlier Batman masks or cows.
0: Well, if you think about it too, even the animated, I think. Didn't the animated um, Batman in like the early two thousands or oh, the 90s in the nineties? Mm-hmm. He didn't have one either. It was he was all jaw. Yeah, he was. all... Well,
1: that's the thing. Batman tends to be all jaw um, because he has like that chisel chin and everything. Yeah, but people are like saying about like the ears are too short, and one dude even complained about like the stitching. You can see it, which I don't. I don't hold that against it because this is Batman year two. He's not. He's not the masterful cape crusader he's still getting his footing yeah yeah so you're expected to, to not see the cow fully
0: realize oh and then not just that but if if you hide the chin mm-hmm. then all you see is the mouth and if the actor has mm. a fuller mouth mm. then he really looks feminine actually you know what and yeah. I, I that's why i didn't like um even though i liked that batman mm. um michael keaton mm. as the batman was fucking hilarious to me because he had that pouty lip
1: yeah, he did have the. Yeah, it I've was distracting.
0: Lot. I can't. I can't just cannot with that.
1: Yeah, you're not the first one to notice that a lot of like uh cartoons that had Michael Keaton as Batman, the, the they um exaggerated on the lips because <laughs> he has very pouty lips. But um, I'm not really like I said, I'm, I'm digging on it, I'm not really hating on it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I can't really say which has the. I mean, we can do a whole episode on like which Batman's the best and everything, which we might. Um, but I'm looking forward to it, especially because it's Matt Reeves. And that dude, like, killed it with those fucking Planet of the Apes film. That yeah. dude is a really great director. So I think it's, I think, there's nothing to really worry about. People I'm just want to shit on, shit on.
0: A little worried, even though it's just, um, even though it's just a a test or whatever. Mm. It was still hard to see. Like, you know how they complain about DC is, like, really dark. You can't see anything. Yeah. I couldn't really see anything. Yeah, that's true. And I, I don't know if that was on purpose or if that's just more of the same old DC bullshit.
1: No, nah, the only reason why, the only reason why the the further a little bit past DC films were like that is because Zack Snyder was controlling how to take the whole DC universe. But since he's out, and if you notice, like a lot of the moves are. Li- a little bit more brighter or a bit more colorful
0: so this was probably on purpose because it's supposed to be a little mysterious then.
1: yeah it's supposed to be mysterious you're not supposed to get the full layout of what the bat suit looks like from the jump i'm sure like
0: maybe he was just wearing because you didn't see the whole suit maybe he was just wearing the, like, like the
1: upper body part the upper
0: body part and uh, he was just wearing like hawaiian shorts and flip-flops
1: probably that kind of <laughs> reminds me of when uh if you look at the behind the scenes with uh, like the Marvel movies with Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. just wore like the top part. Uh-huh. And the bottom part were like these tapings for sensors for, for 3D, not for 3D, for the CGI. Uh-huh. So it looked like, a, like almost like a Tim burton s Hawaiian pants kind of thing, like <laughs> black and white. It looked weird. <laughs> so that might be possible, but I'm still looking forward to it.
0: What did you think about the score? I was
1: digging on the score. I know you weren't that much of a fan of it, were you?
0: I'm a little on the fence. Mm -hmm. It, I think I need to hear the whole thing to really get a a sense of it. It's either I don't know if it's like lacking like the cinematic nature of it, Mm -hmm. or it's it's either missing something or it's too much of something else. Like it doesn't seem like it goes with a movie, but Mm -hmm. without like the same thing with the no time to die and people some people really love it and some people really hate it or they want to hear it with the movie mm-hmm. i feel like maybe that's it like i just need to hear the score with the movie yeah
1: the guy who's doing the score his name is michael Gia, giacchino mm-hmm. um i i'm not like i'm not i'm also not worried about the score because i doubt they want to get that out right now before the dude has it finalized because they want to make that score fucking epic yeah, you know, like um, so it
0: may, might have just been like a base, like something that is serviceable. for Yeah, now. Th- maybe to kind of give you an
1: idea of like what the movie might be about. You know, like uh, last week, um, uh, MGM released the the new James Bond song, uh, No Time to Bleed. No, no,
0: No part. Time to Die. No I know, I just die. brought it up too. Yeah,
1: and it, it you know, it's a song by Billie Eilish. I highly doubt they were gonna like put out something so bullshit or kind of barely put together and be like oh this is it you know they had to bring out like the the top version of that song and we got which i would think is a pretty good version of that that bond song mm-hmm. but i mean but like, that so bond song
0: you the mean that song song,
1: that thong song? yeah the the Bond, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah i think but um like i said i'll I'm, i'll i'll i'm waiting I'm still looking forward to it, but, you know, I, I want to see more before I give, like, my final judgment on that shit.
0: I'm show. actually kind of excited about it because Robert Pattinson, to me, mm. is, like, a good Batman. Mm, okay. Like, usually you think of Batman as tall, dark. Mm. Like, he looks more polished or whatever. Yeah. But in lieu of that, Robert Pattinson is, like, he still has, like, a physique that you could work with. Mm-hmm you know he's got the acting chops and and he's not like this like he is kind of brooding but batman is anyway Mm. but he doesn't he doesn't seem like a douchebag brooder yeah um he just seems like actually wounded
1: yeah and that's that's i think that's how you want the first batman not the first batman but the batman in his early years to be because he's still kind of dealing with the fact his parents are killed and now he's like, I'm going to go beat up bad guys in this bat suit. So, obviously, he's not mentally well.
0: Yeah. So, I mean,
1: I like it. I'm, I'm, so, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I, love, I like Robert Pattinson's work. He's, he's, he's a great actor. People really need to shut the fuck up with the whole um, Twilight comparison. Because that movie's like 15 years old or some shit like
0: that. I've <laughs> also never seen him in anything else other than that. See, i got
1: to show you the other one. i got to show you Good Times and i got to show you uh, The Lighthouse. Oh, he's great in The Lighthouse. Yeah. It's a great film.
0: All right, Um, now we are gonna get into our recent review of the photograph. My May, my daughter. I put my love into photographs, pictures, took space in my heart instead of people. This was supposed to be a date.
2: It is a date. I love you.
0: I love you too.
2: I just don't understand why she couldn't tell me about her life while she was alive. Maybe she thought it would help you look at her in another way.
1: Hey, I'm Michael Block from the Republic. I'm doing a story about your mom.
2: How's your article coming?
1: To be honest, I was a little distracted. So I kept running back in my mind how you might respond to me asking you for a drink. So that was you asking me? In, in my mind, it wasn't that forward. You know what I mean? It was more smoother than, than that. <laughs> I'm terrible at first dates. I just don't know whether to be vulnerable, aloof, funny. Just be yourself. What? I'm wondering if it's not too early in the night to kiss you. It wasn't too early.
2: Oh, <laughs> I see.
0: The synopsis for the photograph is uh, the movie follows the estranged daughter of a famous photographer who falls in love with the journalist assigned to cover her late mother. Directed by Stella Meggie, who is known for The Weekend, which came out in 2018 and Grownish. Um, she did two episodes, 2018-2019. Um, it is also written by her. It stars Lucky Stanfield as Michael block Issa Ray as May Morton, Chelsea Peretti as Sarah Rogers, Rob Morgan as Isaac Jefferson, Ellen Noel as Young Isaac, and Shantae Adams as Christina. Um, what do you think about this movie?
1: (sighs) I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we talked about, this is one of the movies I was looking forward to, um, when we did our, you know, what's coming up for 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. (sighs) Okay. On the foundation level, I enjoyed this movie because it is a black film. And it's not like a black film, like all these people are suffering or there's slavery or there's some type of like oppression or anything like that, which those are good stories. But, you know, sometimes you don't want that to be every black film. Mm -hmm. You just want like a romantic movie or a drama that it's just black people and successful black people in their regular lives, you know,
0: like it could be white people, but it's black people. This
1: could be a this could be a white film, Mm -hmm. you know. And but it's well a you get film. to see
0: black love too. It's exactly. not just like white people kinda doing their thing, whatever they do. Yeah. Well, and, I mean I'm white, I know what white people do,
1: but <laughs> yeah, but you you appreciate you appreciate this type of uh storytelling and filmmaking and mm-hmm. stuff. So um that was like one of the things that really attracted me to the movie. Uh also it's Issa Rae and Lakeith stanfield I love Lakeith Stanfield and um Alana, Rae and Insecure. So seeing then, I was like, y'all yeah, definitely check this shit out. Um, but I, I enjoyed, th- I really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the story. There is a little bit of a clunkiness within a couple of the characters, mm-hmm. which we can get into the spoilers. Um, but I I enjoy watching these two people, like the chemistry between the two. Yeah. Like, I think it was genuine. I, I wouldn't be surprised if like, they were like, yeah, we're dating.
0: in are alive. Yeah. <laughs> And then you'd be disappointed because you couldn't date either one of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that was Mark's creepiness for the night.
1: <laughs> uh, what did you think of this? What did you think of this movie?
0: Um, I thought it was really good. Mm. I actually um, was surprised to see Lakeith Stanfield in a role like this. Like mm. I kind of felt like he had it in him. Mm. But the only thing I've really seen him come out in at like that he was. The, the lead in, mm. was Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. And he was so indifferent to the world in that one that he wasn't very emotional. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really... I, I knew he had it in him, but I didn't actually see it, so...
1: Yeah, you haven't seen the dramatic... His dramatic capability. You see more of his comedy stuff.
0: His comedy or his just, like...
1: Him being weird.
0: Just, yeah, weird. Yeah. Um. So for me, it was really good to see him this way because... um. He has, like, a beautiful expression when he's showing someone he loves them. Like, he was mm. so happy in some parts of the movie. And I've never seen him actually happy.
1: Yeah, it was weird seeing him smile. I was like, holy shit, this nigga can smile. I completely forgot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to give parts of the movie away because I was like, wait, I have to word this carefully. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, there was, There's one thing I just thought about now about Lakeith Sanfil's acting. He did this thing where he, like, looks down and he, like, looks up at you mm. in a very, like, I'm checking you out kind of way. Uh-huh. And I just remember that's, like, that's a George Clooney thing. George Clooney has done that in plenty of movies. So I don't know if he's, like, taking it from George Clooney or he's kind of, he just kind of came up with it on his own.
0: Or maybe that's just how he is. Because guys, there are guys who do that. My ex used to do that. Yeah.
1: But your ex is an asshole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: shit. Now I'm worried to ever meet Lakey Stanfield.
0: <laughs> I don't think he is. It's just th- funny. It's like when they're putting putting on airs, you know, like like they want you to know that they're that they're checking you out. Mm, they okay. will, that's what it is. They want you to know. So if a guy
1: if a guy gives me that look, that that's how I know he's checking me out.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Cool. Because <laughs> I'm hard at talking to people. I'm kind of like talking. You're hard
0: at talking to people. I know. I so, tell I'm
1: difficult. As I, you
0: say that on the microphone. I know.
1: Jesus Christ. What do you think of Issa Rae? Let's 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 run away from that area. <laughs> what would you think of Issa Rae?
0: I liked Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the confidence she has. There's some vulnerability too in her character in relations to her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know you come across that in the trailer too. Yeah. But it's a really common thing that anyone can go through. Mm. Um, And you kind of go on the journey with her to find out who she really is. Um, And she, I think she does a really good job of just, you know, taking you on that journey with her. And she's, like, so confident, though, in so many different scenes. And um, you want to have fun with her, like... There are some scenes where she is so comfortable with herself mm-hmm. that she, like, lets her guard down with the other character, and I, like, want to be there with her, too.
1: Who, uh, Lakeith Sanfield's character? or Are you talking about her friend Rachel?
0: No, Issa Rae.
1: Oh, no, no, I know, you, but you're saying comfortable with the other character. Are you referring to the other character? Oh, Lakeith Sanfield. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, oh, I completely forgot what I was going to say now. Um, one person I actually really did like, okay, this, this, now remember, uh, what's his name? Uh, Noel, Mm -hmm. who plays a young Isaac. I really dug his character. I really dug him, like his performance. Um, he was really good at showing those emotions. Like, uh, um, like a young Isaac finds out something from Christina, who Christina is, Issa Rae's mother. Because um, the, the movie jumps back and forth between like past and present and stuff like that. So we get like a flashback and we s- and there's like a reveal. You can tell like this dude is heartbroken mm-hmm. when he gets that reveal. You can like really feel it. He doesn't use any words or whatsoever, mm-hmm. but you can see it in his eyes. And it's, it was very like, it was to me, it was kind of actually hard to watch that because I was just like, yo, that's fucked up.
0: And And it was like the hits kept com- kept on coming too because mm-hmm. it wasn't just one thing. it was like one thing after another after another and yeah. him coming to terms with every single point along the way that he could have done something differently.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um,
1: would you think of the the would you think of the storytelling?
0: It does a narration thing, but mm-hmm. I think it doesn't do it too much. Yeah. right because it's not narrated the whole time. It's just uh-huh. narrated.
1: It's narrated by, by uh, Issa, um, Issa Rae's mother, right? Yeah. I like how they did that. Yeah. Because it's, it's almost kind of, to me, it, it kind of felt kind of poetic. Um, because Issa Rae, she's reading these letters from her mother and it's getting you in the mindset of the mom.
0: Well, it's just one letter. That she's reading from her mother. I know, but it seems like it's... But she does say... Yeah, yeah, okay. So okay. So this is one thing that bothers me about it, okay? Oh, okay. Like, I I like the movie, but the whole letter thing was a little annoying to me. Really? It's not the letter itself, Uh but it seemed like every single time she had a quiet moment to herself... Mm. let's whip this letter out and you can clearly see she's not turning to any specific page it's like she's rereading it again from the beginning Oh, okay and it kind of takes you out of the story
2: Mm. okay but that's
0: how i felt like like you've already read this you've you got this letter like a few days ago Mm -hmm. and you're like rereading it rereading it rereading it and then it's like every time she read it that's when her mother's voice would start and you'd be seeing Mm. that side and it was just kind of it was like um to me it was too convenient of a transition mm, okay um and i i didn't like that
1: i see, I didn't have that much of a problem with it i kind of i kind of took it as like her either rereading the letter and it's a different portion or her thinking of her mother's words it was like in her in a way for Issa to have um to relate the mother's story to what's going on in her life so she was thinking like she was she would focus on one specific passage.
0: Yeah, like I like the that like the letter itself is a good idea.
1: Yeah, it's just the way how it, they went it's just, about it.
0: Every time she opens the letter, she's not going to the second page. Yeah, or going yeah. to the third page. She's, I can see that. It's like she's reading reading it again from the beginning. Okay, even though she's not obviously, but it just I don't know. It just to me, it wasn't a great transition how they did it.
1: Okay, I can see. I can see that. I can see that being an issue okay so what do you
0: think about the music
1: yo that ma- pff, that soundtrack was fucking dope <laughs> like after the movie ended i was playing i was playing all the tracks in my head and i was just like fuck i want to go right right now
0: <laughs> and you did
1: uh, yeah and i did yeah like i i um i liked whenever i hear a good song or a good beat or whatever i get the urge to write i normally follow through with that but just hearing the soundtrack, I kept thinking like, "Damn, I want to go write this. I gotta go write this now." And I, and later on that night, I ended up like working on a on a couple of articles that I've been kind of putting in the, putting at the wayside. Yeah. So the soundtrack's dope. I don't I don't know if it's on Spotify, but if
0: it is, downloading it.
1: What a dope ass soundtrack.
0: <laughs> and you should too.
1: <laughs> you want to jump into the uh, spoiler section?
0: Yes. Um. Let us commence into the spoilers. Okay.
1: So what, what what's your biggest issue? Cuz I feel like you there's something you had a really big issue with that you wanted to say. With the letter? Yeah, did you want to go in the details with that? or
0: There wasn't really any details to to say. It's just that she says, my May, which is cute. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem with that. It's just she's opening up the letter to the front page, and it's like they're at one point of the movie, and then they're at another point, and mm-hmm. she's never turning the page. Like I don't know. I noticed that kind of thing.
1: <laughs> and that was just taking you out of the movie?
0: It was. Because I was like, okay, here we go with the letter again. <laughs> like, like, I get you're reading the letter, but uh, like, it's like every single time they transition into her mother's part of the story. The letter
2: would pop up. The
0: letter would pop up. And I'm like, okay, I fucking get it with the goddamn letter. Yeah, <laughs> it's not called the letter. It's called the photograph. photograph. Yeah,
1: they could have probably like went about that a little differently. Like... Maybe she could have looked at a photograph, and she was like, "da da da," you know, flashback or something. Yeah, like, like that. she
0: would see a bunch of photographs that might have told her mother's story in a different way. Mm-hmm. But then again, she was like, "Oh, my mother didn't like her own photo ever <clears throat> being taken."
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to think what was the biggest issue I had. Okay, this is this is one big issue I, I had had the movie, and I, it might just be of just how I'm viewing the characters, but. The movie, like in the synopsis that Kelsey had read. Oh, was,
0: yeah, I saw that too.
1: Yeah, this movie is about Issa Rae and her kind of, and even the trailers kind of give you this idea that like Issa Rae's character doesn't want to let her guard down. She wants to put her walls up, but there's like a connection between her and her mother and doing the same thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So during the movie, I felt like, if I felt like the the issues about putting their walls up It was more on Lakeith Stanfield's character. Like, I get it was supposed to be Issa Rae's story, but I almost felt like it was more of Lakeith Stanfield's story, more so than her. Like, we got more, I don't know, I I don't know the minutes between each character, but it felt like we spent more time with Stanfield's character, as opposed to Issa Rae's character.
0: Well, if you think about it, too, every time they went back to the mother... Mm -hmm it was always about who she was leaving behind so that person also kind of became more of a a bigger story than uh her mother Uh uh-huh so like um what's his name isaac yeah i've always felt like he was more prominent than christina was okay and and like yeah, she like Christina had moments by herself, or she was with her mother, right? Yeah, they didn't really delve into that whole relationship with her mother. Yeah, um, you know Christina's mother, but
1: you mean Isa's mother,
0: Issa's grandmother. Oh yeah,
2: oh
1: yeah.
0: You knew something was fucked up there, but like you didn't, you didn't really get to get into that. Yeah, until which like was, later which is on. like fine, but other than those moments with her mother mm-hmm. or like one or two times you see her in New York city. Yeah. She's with Isaac and Isaac is telling her how much he loves her. And he mm. wants to marry her. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to go to New Orleans? Why, why don't you want to stay here with me? Okay. And it just kind of, to me became more about him. Okay. And less about her. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah, almost yeah. felt, her being trapped into that relationship gotcha, the way she yeah. might have experienced it, too, because he yeah. was trapping you into that mindset, too.
1: Okay, okay. So, all right. I can yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, because you feel like... Uh, and,
0: and, then, and then you could feel him being liberated, too, when they finally do go to New Orleans and they do go dancing because he didn't want to go, and then he was like, oh, wait. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Like, I really enjoyed myself. But mm. he did mention one time, too, like, i didn't know if i could be with a woman that i would have to keep up with
1: i wasn't used to that yeah that's yeah that, that's the that was the older isaac yeah, yeah yeah that's absolutely right yeah and he was like i felt so bad for that dude for um god what's the guy's the actor's name uh rob morgan
2: mm-hmm.
1: um that dude's performance was so fucking good it was I good felt yeah that heartbreak every time he came out, i was like yo man i'm so sorry every single time and then when he got the news when Issa Rae finally uh showed up at his doorstep going i'm your father i mean i'm your father <laughs> She, that <laughs> i know that you know she's like you're my father which i i actually like the fact that they didn't hearken too much on the reveal of of that being her father
0: mm-hmm. she was and like, there wasn't first of all it wasn't such a huge reveal that it overtook the story exactly and it also wasn't such a huge emotional like blowout like you would expect yeah that like she wanted to stick around and get to know him more Mm. and he wanted her to stay Mm. so it wasn't like anger it wasn't anything just like some pain because of christina in the middle Mm.
1: yeah it was it was a sense of like okay you're my child i'm your father Let's get past this, but let's not focus too much on what could have been. Let's focus on what's going on now. Yeah, yeah. Which we got that, and they didn't like. They didn't have to like hammer that out or anything. It just it helped it flow nicely mm-hmm. from like one point to the next. It was kind of funny because like as we're watching this movie, I kept it seemed like there was not like a, a lot going on in a negative way, but I felt like it felt like we had already been watching the movie for two hours because so much had developed mm-hmm. and so much had went on between the characters that. When the movie kind of started taking place with them in New Orleans, and then them, uh, uh, Lee Keith Sanfield and Issa Rae's character being to- whether they're going to be together, mm-hmm. we still had like maybe another like thirty to forty minutes of the film to go, mm-hmm. which I was all for because I was like, "Yo, I want to see this relationship survive, and I want to see how it survives." Yeah, which I thought was really good,
0: and I'm glad that it did because you could you could have it so the way things are nowadays, like mm. how Quinn and Slim ended. Yeah, right. They didn't get to see their happy ending. Yeah. So, with this one, like, not everything can be in hap- a happy ending, and maybe for them it might not be. You don't know because it's mm. still even though they, even though they come together and she meets them halfway, basically, mm. um, it you don't know what the future holds for them either. But yeah. you know, at least she's willing to try.
1: Yeah, because like Licky Stan- Stanfield's character. Um, he applies for a job at the Associated Press out in London and I really love the fact that they did not do some cliche bullshit where it was like one of them is like no forget that I'm gonna stay here for you and blah 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 and everything which is that's not that's not real life Mm mm-hmm he goes off to London. Well, actually,
0: it is real life because people do that shit all the fucking time. I know, but like it... it it's stupid, though. Yeah,
1: because because in the end, you're just like, that's not going to work out because someone...
0: One of us threw, is going to be unhappy then.
1: Yeah, someone just threw away their career just for another person. And that's never like... To me, that's, that never seems like a healthy relationship. Yeah. Like, you want people to like... You want a relationship to grow. You want both these people to grow. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he just still decides to go to London for his job... And she stays in New York as a,
0: a photographer. No, she's a curator.
1: She's a museum curator. Um,
0: oh yeah, a museum. Yeah, but she has like her own photography. I think in the museum too.
1: Yeah, she has a bit of. Yeah, she has a bit so of. So maybe
0: it's like a side hustle or something. Yeah,
1: um, the fact that like we still find them in their res- respected uh, professions, mm-hmm. but they decide to meet in the middle. That's great. That is, I think that's dope. So you can picture, like, they're going to go back and forth yeah, long distance. Because that was, like, that was a part of the relationship that, like, they didn't know if they could survive. Because Issa Rae even says, like, long distance relationships don't last. Yeah. But they're willing to even try it. And I'm just like, okay, I'm all for that. Yeah. So I, I that, that one thing I really loved about the movie.
0: Plus, they made enough money, both of them did, oh, to, yeah. to make that oh, yeah, They could see each other i don't know
1: like once a month at once least. a
0: month or every couple months or whatever mm-hmm. and go to new orleans or go to, to london or go to new york or whatever yeah um
1: <laughs> i want to i want to ask you what do you think about uh uh little little rail Hori? Ho- <clears throat> what what's his name his name is little rail hori harry the guy who played kyle that's the brother
0: oh the brother
1: how do you say that? My am I, am I speaking so stupid today for this week's episode. Well, he has
0: a weird name, too.
1: Yeah. Little.
0: Lil Rel Ho, uh,
1: Howery. Howery. There you go. Little Rel Howery. There you go. I like that dude. That dude has always got fucking jokes. Mm-hmm. And he's got plenty of them in this movie. And every time he showed up, I was like, yes, let's get that comedy going.
0: He's funny. I like his character. And it's kind of realistic, too, where he always has some negative thing to say. mm mm-hmm. And it always comes from, like, a place of, like, I care about you. Don't yeah. do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Whatever. You're just my little brother. You're just kind of, like, a fuck-up or whatever. But I still love you. Yeah. Even though he's not a fuck-up, he just doesn't have... He didn't find the person for him yet. Yeah. Um. So, to me, it was a little grating, but only in a way that it's grating when you have someone nagging at you all the time. Yeah. But that, the
1: way how he was doing it, that's a very black thing.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, I didn't... Black. I wasn't, like irritated like oh god this is so fucking annoying but it was like i'm irritated like okay leave him alone already like yeah. let him live his life
1: i want to keep it going i was like come on keep it going keep it going <laughs> i like that um so uh I, the oh, the one there i want to talk about the, the reveal um okay it's it's this really dope part where christina she like oh here we go Correct me, I'm most likely I'm wrong about this because I'm not a woman and I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm an idiot. But Christina, she leaves New York. I'm sorry, she leaves to New York and she comes back and she has a daughter. Mm -hmm. He's raised, uh, a young May. And, you know, it's Isaac's kid, a young Isaac's kid. Um, and there's a part of the movie where they give you an idea of how long she's been in New York, which has been three months. hmm Okay. And they show her
0: at that point.
1: I didn't see a baby bump at all. Oh, That's what it
0: was kind of like. First-time mothers usually don't show until four or five months.
1: Oh. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Sometimes they do uh, at three months. Sometimes they don't. Okay. But unless you've been with that person, um, unless that person like you're around that person you really know them mm-hmm. and you can physically feel them or like they're wearing you can like see the, the, really revealing clothes or something or yeah. tight clothes you're not going to tell until they're maybe 5 months if so, they really don't want you to know
1: okay okay yeah i mean cuz i'm not saying I, i'm not saying i wasn't around when when my uh the, the mother of my kid was pregnant but when she got to when she got to about like two to three months, you could tell, but, um, but
0: everybody's different, and I think it's okay. different too, mm. like because i'm I'm bigger, and so, like, I think I showed a lot quicker because uh, okay. cause you already have a bulge, yeah, so then you know you have another bulge growing inside of another bulge, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like okay here i am i am pregnant you know but
1: okay yeah because i was having a bit of an issue with it i was like i was like wait she didn't she wasn't showing like the three months what you know no
0: yeah but skinnier people do not show oh, like, okay, especially they not i mean not always and it's not everybody right yeah. it's not like everything's different for everyone but yeah. Obviously, yeah. but yeah um there's a, a lady in my office that i work at and she didn't actually start showing until she was like four months along really and you could barely tell and yeah. then it was like the week after she told people uh-huh. she started growing exponentially
2: oh okay and then
0: you really could tell it was like gotcha. oh i really see it now
1: gotcha okay cool 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 so um i kind of i wanted to bring out this point about the reveal when um isaac when the young isaac sees christina after she after she's been gone for like four years or something like that, because they get an idea that she's been gone for a while, she has this kid and everything, and he sees this kid, this this little girl with the woman that he was in love with, mm-hmm. and you can tell that he was like he wanted to ask, and they they, they go into it a little bit later, but you can tell you can tell in that scene he wanted to ask, but he was just like, who the fuck am I to ask? I and he can't was afraid ask that. To,
0: he was afraid to ask because if it was his. Mm. He didn't want to be upset with her for not sharing. Yeah. But also, he didn't want to ruin the marriage he already had. Mm. And then on top of that, how do you have a new relationship with a four-year-old girl that you didn't know even existed? Yeah. Like, um, you missed all of that bonding mm. stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then there's even this part, um, when we get back in the present, where it's an older Isaac, and uh, he's sitting down talking to Issa Rae's character, and she said something about, like, why didn't you say anything or whatever. And I think he said, like, he kind of gave an answer, like, I, I wish I did ask. And then she said something like, oh, because you're married? And he says that wouldn't have – that aren't that these words. But he pretty much said, like, that wouldn't have mattered. Even if I was married, I wish I did ask.
0: Yeah. It was something, – something was – I can't remember the exact like, words, but it well, was really she, good. She asked him, and he said – I didn't think I had to ask because mm. I would have thought that if you were mine, she would have told me.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Okay.
0: And obviously that didn't happen. And he's like, and after she left, I wished I would have asked her. Yeah. Um, I should have asked her, he said. And, um, you know, and he was like, and I was married. And mm. it did matter to him that he was married. He didn't, if it wasn't his, like, he didn't want to get his hopes up because I think you know how like if you're having a bad day, Mm. if you go into work and you're already frowning and you're not trying to smile, everyone else knows what mood you're in. You're going to have a shittier day. Yeah. It's kind of, I think it's kind of like that too. Like he didn't want to bring that home to his wife, even if he didn't say anything.
1: Yeah, I got you. Okay. I can see that. Okay. Um, one more thing I want to bring up is, uh, (sighs) the flashback when, uh, Uh, Isaac takes Christina to the bus station and um, he's about to get out of the car she goes don't get out of the car she kisses him and then she gets out of the car and then we later see from her point of view when she gets out of the car and it's the only time you really see her emotions like Mm -hmm. her actual emotions and when she starts crying yeah and I thought that was really great because she's in the bus station she's crying and like uh her daughter like takes her hand and like holds her arm and everything and then we cut to um an older mate isa and she starts crying because mm-hmm. then she like it hits her like yeah. right there she's like that's the time my mother my mother really showed emotions now i know why yeah and i thought that part was so fucking powerful that's, that's the first time i've, I've ever seen isa cry and i was just like yo what the damn <laughs> some acting right there
0: yeah
1: that was some good shit there it was okay Anything else you want to add
0: add on to it? Um I like love stories, but I hope it's the last one I see for a while.
1: Yo. I know this movie I know this movie hit you. It affects you, and you've seen a couple of black produced films like uh, or stories like um, When They See Us or Queen of Slim and they hit you in a very emotional way where like I can see the tears coming out. And I thought like, cool, if we like watch this movie, you'll be okay. It was like, no, the exact same result. I was just like, yo, I can't take I can't take you to see black movies. Like, that's it. You can't see it. Well, I think <laughs> no. it's
0: funny, though. You assumed it was just because it was a black movie. It, uh. And it wasn't because we made the comment, too, like um, how it could have been white people in the movie mm-hmm. just so happened to be black people. Yeah. Um, the other ones bother me because it's black people struggling and mm-hmm. there's a lot of hate and animosity against these people. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. Yeah this one hurt me because i'm like i'm never gonna have that
1: i think you will i honestly do think you will i like to be optimistic about that but i i, I think it kind of goes into the storytelling it was just really great storytelling that it affected you so much
0: yeah and that's why i don't go see really good movies oh yeah because so i don't want to want to like kill myself later for two days
1: so we're, okay so you just want to watch nothing but like the rhythm section just bad movies
0: no not bad movies just not love stories
1: Alright, no love stories, no tragedies. Got it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tragedies are okay. I watched Titanic the other day. Yeah, but you were laughing at that one. No, I wasn't.
1: Oh, that was your daughter. Your daughter was laughing at like the propeller scene.
0: Oh, yeah. When he Sick bounced up. off the propeller Sick and then was, she was laughing.
1: Sicko. <laughs>
0: She's my little psycho.
1: <laughs> She's a psycho sicko.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright,
1: so that's
0: it. We're done? Uh, we're done with that part. We gotta go on to our uh, variety time. <laughs> We are talking this time about the Vertical Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And this is a new concept to me. Mm-hmm. But after reading a little bit into why this is going to exist, uh-huh. I'm kind of intrigued. Even before I was skeptical, I still kind of am. Mm-hmm. But I think you should take the lead on this one. Okay, so searching
1: producer uh, Tamir... Beg Tamir Timur, beg
0: manbetov.
1: Something Russian. Um, he's gonna shoot the first, um, the world's first vertical format blockbuster. Um, so this guy, uh, Tamir, I'll just call him by his first name. Um, he produced uh, such films as like Unfriended, Searching. Um, and he started what's called like the screen life film genre, which those are movies that are like taking place like you're watching from like someone's monitor, and like if you're the if you're the the cam the uh, what's it called monitor cam, what's it the webcam the webcam it's like you're the webcam you're watching the action, um, so yeah to kind of give you an idea unfriended searching open window uh, he also produced hardcore Henry,
0: which uh, I like that one yeah
1: it's a film that we both really enjoyed, uh so he's gonna be doing this film. Where it's supposed co- it's, it's going to be called V two Escape from Hell, and what the story is is uh, a captured Soviet pilot who leads uh, an escape from a German concentration camp by hijacking an aircraft. So the entire film is going to be shot vertically, and I, I guess it's supposed to have like it's supposed to be in
0: th- the aspect ratio is going to fit basically for a cell phone.
1: Yeah, like if you're whole if you're holding it up vertically, not horizontal, you know. And I guess, like, the way how it's shot is supposed to be impertinent to, like, the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Which I'm. I, when I first read this, I was just like, what? Like, who the hell watches the movie vertical? It's fucking psychos. But then I feel like, kind of hearing more about it, I was like, you know what? Mm, kind of interested now. I just want to see, like, what, what comes out of it.
0: Yeah, I do too. My thing is the natural eye movement is not up and down, it's side to side. Mm-hmm. So. Is it going to be like trying to watch a movie with subtitles you don't really know which part of the screen to focus on? Oh, that's
1: going to be bad if that's the case.
0: Or, you know, like, I hope it doesn't get released to theaters. Like, I hope that's not the end game for him. To theaters? To theaters. I hope it doesn't get released to theaters. Oh, okay. Um, I really hope that it gets released, like, for people who want to watch it on their phones. Mm -hmm. Um, Though I'm not one of those people. I don't understand that whole concept because I'm either home or I'm at work, so...
1: I don't. That's, that's just how some people are. They can't afford like a, a bigger TV, so they gotta watch stuff. On the, I watch stuff off my phone because I tend to do stuff like but while. it's quicker
0: for you too, right? It's more accessible. You don't yeah. have to go into the living room and sit down and watch TV because you can be in your room folding laundry, yeah, or doing research or whatever. Um. But I really don't hope it comes out in theaters because I don't. The, the theaters aren't set up for it properly
1: i did see like a mock-up of it of what it would look like the theater it looked really weird it was essentially and you're gonna hate this kelsey it essentially looked like the monolith from 2001 space odyssey <laughs> i was like ooh, that's all wrong
0: yeah um but it is interesting if you're trying to cater to a specific viewer who mm. only watches things on their phone usually people can turn their phone sideways and it's yeah. perfectly fine yeah but if you're if you want to like look on a phone that's not turned i don't i mean i i like the whole um everything he's doing is linked he, it seems like he wants everything to be about social media yeah um so I think that's a little cliche, but um I'm still interested in what might come out of it
1: yeah i mean I'm kind of um uh... I'm kinda really anal about people who shoot video vertically. That is the biggest that is the one of the biggest pet peeves in my life is when I'm watching a video and they the person shot it vertically, I'm like, yo, just turn your hand.
0: There's memes about it.
1: Yeah, there are memes about it. It irritates the fuck out of me because when you get a horizontal you get like a view of the entire area. Vertical, you're gonna see like a punch from like off screen or some shit, which is annoying as
0: fuck. We all know what you're watching. What? What do you mean? The first, the first example you gave of what you watch—oh, where something people, comes people off people fighting. People fighting. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, because you know, fucking World Star and all that shit. <laughs> um, but, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm only this thing only piques my interest is because the, 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 the aspect ratio has a point to it. You know, like a um, great example of. The filming having to really have a a part of the story is this movie called Buried, which starred uh, Ryan Reynolds. And his character is buried alive. He's in a coffin. And the entire movie takes place um, with him in the coffin. That's the entire movie. Mm -hmm. And him trying to figure out where he is, what happened, how is he going to get out of here, all that kind of shit. And it's so so claustrophobic to watch the movie. And it's so fucking good. Isn't
0: it it like that one movie, Phone Booth? Well, see, phone booth was
1: like it took place in a phone booth, but like there are parts where they, they they stepped out, they showed the roof, they showed where the shooter was coming from, all kind no. of stuff. Barry is like literally him in the fucking box, and then the director trying to figure out ways to make the story interesting uh, with the camera movement. Yeah, and the movie it's it's really fucking great. It's a really great film, and I remember it's so fucking nerve wracking to watch that movie. Um, but this, like I said, it was impertinent to the story. You being inside that box, this one vertical it's, it apparently has something to do with within the story you know um the filmmaker said uh, visually the film is built around one around a person this is a story about a man standing up and straining his shoulders in spite of the circumstances and about a rescue plane soaring up in the sky so i'm just like all right you you like you got my interest yeah this I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing this in theaters though really yeah, because I want to see it on a big screen. I just want to. I want to see if a theater will fucking do it. <laughs> if they well, won't I'm do sure that. they would do it. Yeah, if the the right amount the right amount of money. Yeah. Um, when's the movie gonna? When's the movie supposed to start sho- shooting?
0: Um, I don't know when it's supposed to start shooting, but it's supposed to release early twenty twenty
1: one. Okay. All right. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Oh yeah, uh, it's gonna be starting next week in Russia. Looks like the budget's maybe $10 million.
2: Jesus.
1: Oh, but good movies were made for that price.
0: That sounds like a movie title itself. Next Week in Russia.
1: All right, Next Week in Russia. It's <laughs> a Bond film. Uh, Yeah, but I don't know. I I, I I wanted to bring this up because, you know, this is like a new form of storytelling that they're trying out. Yeah. And I want to... And, you know, we saw 1917. Uh, that's not necessarily a new form, but they push.
0: They push the limits on it.
1: Yeah, of continuous shots. And, you know, people, they're trying new techniques to try to get people to watch it. Um, And
0: we wouldn't have cinema where it is today if there weren't people like him trying to push the limits.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I I am intrigued. Granted, you know, we're, we're in the Snapchat, TikTok generation. People look at their phones vertically, shooting videos vertically and pissing me the fuck off. But whatever.
0: You have to get the person's whole body all of the lumps and bumps that you don't want to see yo
1: i want to see where the blows are coming from i want to see who threw that chair
0: <laughs> you want to see that racist you know person in the corner screaming and not off screen but you want to know that it's a white person
1: yeah yeah and then i want to see the result of the guy black guy, just being the shit out of him <laughs> Deservable. Deservable. Or, Deservable. or a black girl
0: or black girl you know ain't no there's no doubt that sister's got to, like, throw throwing some punches too I think girls have a bigger temper when it comes to that than men do. Oh,
1: I've seen hair pulling, fucking scratching, gouging out eyes. Y'all be fine dirty. I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I don't ever want to fight you.
0: Well, I don't like fighting, so you'd probably win. No, because I'd be. I'd be
1: afraid if I threw a punch. You just would just straight just kick me in the balls until I'm dead. <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> Sounds fun.
1: <laughs> Sounds fun. See, there you go, sicko. Sicko.
2: <laughs> sicko.
1: All
0: right. Um. <coughs> Let's move on to our geriatric cinematic review of Boomerang. Come on, Kirby! Kirby! Did you lose your dog?
1: Oh, yeah, I lost a uh, white springer span with brown spots on them, named Kirby. You ain't got no romance. I, 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 excuse me, excuse me. I'm the most romantic cat both of you know. Oh.
0: Wait, let me give you my number, because I'm not going to be able to sleep until I know you found him. Do you have a pen? Do I? Man, stuff
1: like that never happens to me. Man, stuff like that never happens to anybody except for Marcus.
0: Spend the night with me.
1: Oh, Christy, no, it's just too soon. I can The only reason stuff like that happens to me all the time is because I pay attention to women.
0: Check it like jet magazine the synopsis is a successful executive and womanizer find his lifestyle choices have turned back on him when his new female boss turns out to be an even bigger deviant than he is um it is directed by reginald hudlin he directed marshall serving sarah and house party um this movie came out in 1992 by the way which one uh boomerang did
1: oh yeah yeah that's
2: right sorry
0: it was also written by barry blaustein and david sheffield that name sounds familiar um coming to america the night professor and coming to america oh you know the the old one and the new one <laughs> yeah they're
1: writing the new one the new coming to the number two america <laughs>
0: yeah um that's what they're known for um and it stars for eddie it stars eddie Eddie Murphy as Marcus, Robin Givens as Jacqueline, Halle Berry as Angela, David Allen Greer as Gerard, Martin Lawrence as Tyler, and Grace Jones as Strange.
1: Strange. Strange. <laughs> so, Kelsey, what did you think about this movie?
0: <laughs> well, I'll save that best part for last since oh. we, I know what you're thinking. Yeah,
1: let's talk about that
0: later. <laughs>
1: oh. So I'm so looking forward to that.
0: I actually really enjoyed the movie.
1: I'm glad you did. I'm Because if you didn't, this would have been the end of our relationship.
0: Over this movie? Yep.
2: Oh, okay. No, no, I'm just joking.
0: <laughs> uh, Martin Lawrence. First time I actually saw him in something that I didn't want to choke him out.
1: I think because he's not in it that much.
0: No, it's not that. Like, he was loud, mm. but he wasn't like Chris Rock annoying level.
1: mm Okay. like
0: level annoying shit i can't talk in the right order now
1: you thought chris rock was annoying in this film
0: no oh
1: okay i thought you heard this
0: i meant the way he is now oh okay, okay like in adam sandler movies and shit how he's super fucking loud and annoying and okay. like he ha- doesn't really bring anything to the story okay i thought martin lawrence would be like that but he's not he's not oh, as gotcha. loud as chris rock tends to be
1: gotcha or like how um because you've seen a because uh, you've seen a couple of Martin Lawrence films, and you are just you weren't really digging how he acts now. Like in Bad Boys for Life. That's the
0: only one I've ever seen him in. I thought you saw something else you weren't
1: really liking him in. I might be thinking about something else, but I'm sorry. Go on.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen him in anything else, I don't think. Okay. Um, I mean, he was cooler back then, like mm. in the older um, Bad Boys movies. Yeah, yeah. I just really didn't like him in this new one. Okay. Um. So, back, back to Boomerang. <laughs> um, I thought all the characters were great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I really didn't have any issues with any of the characters. That was so funny because you were kind of like a little drooling over Robin Givens. And I'm like, yeah, she has a weird shaped body.
1: No, no, no. I was drooling over Holly Berry.
0: Well, Holly Berry too, but you were talking about Robert, Robin Givens and like...
1: I was talking about more of her backstory with like Mike Tyson and all that shit. No,
0: she has a weird body. I thought... Well, I'm not trying to body shame, right? But it just was weird.
1: I thought her uh, her weave was pretty interesting. <laughs> Had all that hair.
0: All that hair. Yeah. The very 80s looking hair in the 90s.
1: That was the 90s style. This is like... This is early 90s. I mean, it, kind of, it fit that style. Like the broad... The the fucking padded shoulders and shit. Yeah, and the, yeah, The oversized uh, outfits and stuff like Some that. Some
0: of the outfits she was wearing, you could wear today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And she has a classic beauty, too.
1: I think she does. It is very, like... Audrey Hepburn, maybe, or something like that? Like, early early cinema, like 1940s, 1950s? Kind you think of, so? Yeah. Like, the way how she was kind of carrying herself, it just reminded me of, like, Natalie Wood and stuff like that.
0: I think it's because she had really good posture. That was probably She yeah. had really good posture. She was always in heels. Mm-hmm. She was always wearing, like, dresses. Well, one time, that's the time when she wore pants, and that's when I was like, she has a weird body, because
2: oh, okay. usually
0: when you see, like, a black woman, you're used to seeing, like, a butt on her. Mm-hmm or whatever but the way she was it was kind of like she had these weird angular hips and these like skinny legs or something Mm. Um, but like she was always wearing like really classy stuff Mm. and and she was like sensual the whole time yeah and i think I, the sensuality might have been what sold you on on her being classic like that because yeah. that's what you think about when you think about some of those older hollywood actresses
1: yeah i do like the fact how they um her the way how her character was like a mirror image of of eddie murphy's character mm-hmm. but of course it was like it everything that he does to women is being done to him
0: and she did it better
1: she did it better where the point where he's now becoming the woman he's like you haven't called me why haven't you called me we were supposed to go on a date and everything it was very like
0: and then she paid him the two hundred
1: dollars oh that <laughs> shit was f- so funny where he was like i wasted two hundred dollars know, i did two hundred dollars and, blah, blah, blah. and then like he of course she like to make up to make up for it she like rocks his fucking world right curl toe curling sex and shit uh-huh. and then she's like oh thanks for that oh so stressed out Whew, you I'll really see you took
0: to- all my stress away yeah and
1: then like and then like she like, leaves and he's like call me and she like just doesn't even look at him just like alright bye I'm just, like, well she said I'll
0: call you and then he's like call me like call pathetic and shit Yeah, and, and she just waves <laughs> her hand as she walks away like she doesn't even look
1: yeah and then he sees the $200 his eyes like widened and stuff he's
0: I'm- like fuck <laughs> shit was so
1: fucking good <laughs> that shit was so good um what did you think of what did you think about the comedy
0: i thought the comedy was good yeah. it's funny because um even though it wasn't aired, eddie murphy as like like i'm only used to him not the way you're used to him like mm-hmm. i'm used to him and all the shit that you don't like oh like because natty the,
1: professor and mm-hmm. stuff like that okay
0: and that's like over the top like oh yeah like he's trying to be like a black Robin Williams or some shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um and like in this type of comedy, it's everything has its time and its place, and it's like well timed. Yeah. And it's not like over the top. It's just like, oh, that was funny because that was like situational or whatever. Mm. And he always makes things funny.
2: Yeah.
1: And he, he he did that's why I always liked the old Eddie Murphy films like this one, uh Come to America, Beverly Hills Cop. The um, Golden Child like his comedy it's like funny but it's almost like cool funny but uh-huh. like, you can totally see that making sense and he doesn't rely on like slapstick like Pluto Nash Ned Professor Meek Dave or some, whatever the bullshit bad movies he's been doing Dr. lately Dolittle. Dr. Doolittle Dr. Doolittle yeah exactly so seeing him come back oh and, we, and of course you saw him in uh, 48 Hours and you liked him in that as oh, well oh yeah yeah he was and he was like Smart, funny, you know, yeah. but like still keeping it hood and shit like that. That yeah. I was I, in this one, he was more um suave. He, he was actually a little more suave. Oh, he was suave as shit. Like the fact that he's like he plays like this womanizers playboy. You're just like, yeah, I can. That is totally Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy has that.
0: Like he might as well have been Will Smith.
1: Yeah, you know what? No lie. While I was rewatching this, I was thinking about that movie Hitch. Uh-huh. And I was just like, yo, this is like where Hitch got this shit from.
0: Oh. I didn't really think about that.
1: Yeah. Well now you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hitch would have been better if Oh, I was thinking about um Hitchcock.
1: No, no, not the not the superhero movie. No, no, Hitch where like Will Smith plays like uh
0: Like a love uh love love guru, or yeah something.
1: some bullshit like that. Um and I do like the fact that the the humor wasn't really grotesque. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a part of it that's... There is a small part of the movie that kind of bothered me a little bit. And I, that's because of the jokes haven't aged well. Where uh, David Allen Greer, Martin Lawrence, and um, Eddie Murphy, they're talking about like Eddie Murphy, how he's like a player and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And David Allen Greer is just like... Go, go to Martin Lawrence because Martin Lawrence is very British and very like yo man I want to hit this I want to hit that but he has like no he's too crass mm-hmm. and David Allen Griff's character is like yo you got to be like more sensitive be more in touch with your emotions you know because ladies like that but they would just be like yo you should acting straight up like a bitch
2: and oh, I was
0: just yeah. like
1: damn those jokes would not fly now at all no
0: yeah but that was something that people used to say all the time oh, a yeah. lot people still say it now but
1: yeah but not so much in public <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or they're just with their friends.
1: That is true.
0: And, you know, it's just something they say.
1: That is true. Uh, What did you think about... Okay, so we got your idea of Robin Gibbons as Jackson. What did you think of Holly Berry's uh, character?
0: I really liked her. I was Mm. actually surprised to see her, like, that young and fresh face. Because the the idea I have of her now is, like, since she got... um, the role of Storm in X-Men, mm. it's been kind of like she's been on this trajectory where she's like almost too big mm. of an actress to even care about the little people or something. Yeah. Like I don't know. I get this weird sense of people sometimes without even ever really talking to them. Mm. And she just seemed like she was more down to earth in this movie, like as a person in general. Yeah. And I think it helped really sell the, the part.
1: Yeah, because she was supposed to be like kind of like the quirky kind of like cute girl, uh, who probably didn't wear that much makeup or even care too much of like her.
0: I mean, she had dress. short hair and everything too. Yeah, which was a style, but it's also kind of like easy. Mm. And um, like in other roles that I've seen her in, she's always like like almost like a matriarch type.
2: Yeah. Okay, I can see that.
0: Um. And she always has like stress on her face in her roles, and like
2: she yeah. seems
0: old. Like even though she doesn't seem to age, uh-huh. the stress ages her, like in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was interesting for me to see her in that kind of role where she is like kind of innocent because, um, like I never I never got to see her that way, and and like. Like, I even had a crush on her in that role.
1: Yo, a lot of people had a crush on her when um, when she was coming up in Hollywood.
0: A lot of people still do have a crush on her.
1: Yeah, she's still fine as fuck now. But, I mean, you can tell, like, Hollywood really did her wrong. Um, she came out in an interview not too long ago saying... Because she became... Uh, she won an Oscar, I think, for Best Actress. And I don't remember if she was, like, the first... Uh, first black woman to win for best actress or like the first one in a, in a long time mm-hmm. to win an award but she came out of an interview saying like yeah I got that award and it didn't mean anything like she still didn't she didn't get the respect that she she felt she deserved in Hollywood. Well no because I,
0: it probably means like this how I would see it, and I don't know if it's right or wrong but mm-hmm. if I was her and you're gonna give me an award and then tout me mm-hmm. all around Hollywood as the first black female or the first one in a long time to get Mm. such an award you Mm. start to forget what the award was for and you're only focusing now on my race and the fact that i got this Mm. and that's why you don't get respect because basically it starts to feel like you got it because Mm. of your ethnicity and not because of your acting ability oh okay you know what i'm saying
1: yeah uh yeah she's become she she has become she, at that time she was the only African American woman to win an Oscar for best actress and I don't think anybody else has ever followed suit I know like what's her name homegirl from Precious Monique I think she won for like best supporting actress but that's about it mm. um I don't know I mean I, I like I I like well, this when I saw her in this movie I'm thinking like damn this is like when Halle Berry used to be like fucking happy mm-hmm you know, and I've heard stories about how she's, like, difficult to, to be with, and she's gone through, like, several marriages and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just how she turned into or just how she's always been, and it's coming into light. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's good to see her just really smiling a lot and just being happy in this movie. Actually, a lot of these people... Um, uh, Will Smith, David Alliguer... Will Smith. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, <laughs> David Alliguer, Martin Lawrence, you know, Robin Givens, everybody there. Even Chris Rock. He like everybody there was just having like a good fucking time. Yeah,
0: they probably had a blast this making this movie. Yeah. Um, I You know, I think Holly Berry was still young in her career during this time that I actually felt like some of her acting was a little stiff at times. But it didn't take me out of the movie.
1: Yeah, I, can, I, I, yeah, it was a bit stiff. You tell my in... in and boomerang, right? Yeah. yeah, I I I got a sense of that. A little bit of stiffness, but as the movie kind of progressed forward, it was like, okay, cool, like she's more she's more in tune with what's going on.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> What did you think about that whole scene with uh with um what's his name? David Allen Greer, Greer mm. as Gerard his parents coming to have dinner? Yo
1: oh man um john witherspoon man i love john witherspoon john witherspoon is a funny fucking dude but like him coming in sucking his teeth and sucking his tongue after like eating like um chitlins and chitlins and shit like that and uh i can't remember the woman who played um his wife but I, that, seeing that it took me back to like a lot of family get togethers people just like talking crass over the table talking smack and shit like that it just when I, when I see when I saw John put I was just like yo that's like one of my uncles mm. so seeing him pop up I was, I was loving it. I love that whole dinner scene
0: you're funny because every time you see a scene like that you're like I'm gonna take you one of my family get togethers and then <sighs> I still haven't gone
1: that you know what? Don't feel bad because we don't really have them anymore. Really? Yeah, we've we've a lot it's of. It's because they bad. knew
0: you were gonna meet me. <laughs> yeah, So they're like, nope.
1: Don't bring the white woman.
0: <laughs> yeah, she got blue eyes. That's extra bad.
1: That's what my no lie. That's what my grandma used to call white people. She's called blue-eyed devils. <laughs> <Never> <laughs> Even did. if
0: they had brown eyes. Yeah,
1: she called blue-eyed devils. Well, that's what she was referring to white people. But no, it's like I, she my family wouldn't like. They would. They wouldn't be like, no, don't bring her or anything like that. Because mm. several of my cousins, they either married a, a Latin woman or uh, someone who's Latino, or they've married a, a white person. Mm-hmm. So, but um, uh, yeah, that's I, I. absolutely love that scene. That was like the that's like the highest point of the comedy during that scene. Yeah, and it's almost like almost slapsticky, I guess, because of how John Witherspoon is talking. Yeah, but um. I love that scene. That's such a great scene. And then the way how, like, Gerard was so, uh, David Allen character was, like, show, so, like, hiding himself in his shoulders.
0: I was like, yo, I've been there. Do you think that John Witherspoon's character is actually kind of a lot, like, in certain ways, like, uh, Lil' Ray Howery's character? Mm. Not He's not as crass, but he's definitely kind of loud, and he does not... Put a filter on the things that he says. No, nah, like.
1: I don't. I don't really see it like that. I, I, certain there are certain black com, uh, comedians who are just like that. because that, that's like that's what we like in the black community. Um, we like our we, not all, but we like our comedians to be like that.
0: Like loud or crass.
1: Both. We like loud and crass. Yeah. So I mean, I, don't, I don't, like I said. I don't think Little Ray, Little Ray Howery kind of stole it or was kind of taken from i don't think
0: he was taking from i just think that's how he is like like there are quite a few i think black comedians who are like that like chris rock is loud as fuck yeah um and sometimes martin lawrence can be too Mm -hmm. and sometimes will smith can be too like yeah but i'm just saying like I I do see a little bit of a a connection there. Not like he took it from him or anything, but just like he might not be as crass, but he's definitely all up in his brother's business in the same way that... Yeah,
1: I can see that.
0: So I think it's more, maybe more of like a black thing too, because you said that's how family can be.
1: I wouldn't doubt it if uh, Little Rail Howery kind of like took a bit of... I wouldn't say take, but like looked at John Witherspoon as a bit of bit of his inspiration for his level of comedy. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't put it past past, um, that guy. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so... What did you think about the commercial scene? (laughs)
0: Uh, In the beginning, I was like, I don't know what's happening.
1: Uh,
0: And then after that, I knew what was happening. But I was waiting for it to end. Uh-huh. Like, like if you're speeding down the highway, going the wrong way. Yes. You know you're eventually going to crash. Yes. But you have all this adrenaline leading up, so you're just sitting there like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. With your eyes all wide open. uh And then you finally have that car accident. uh and your spirit is still saying what the fuck just happened
1: <laughs> all right so for people who've never seen boomerang there's this great scene with grace jones i remember actually this is the first time you've ever seen grace jones in anything yeah i remember when grace jones came out in the movie i like paused it and i was like let me just tell you right now grace jones is very centric Oh, no, no, not as very... You
0: said how she is in this movie is how she is in real life. Yeah,
1: that is Grace Jones. And she plays this very eccentric, you know, model or person or whatever. And, like, they hire her to, like, push this perfume, you know, which they named Strange,
0: Which is strange with an accent over the E. Yeah, and Eddie Murphy,
1: you know, is not thinking straight because he's going through this thing with him and Jacqueline. And he gives the the guy who's the head of the of the commercial department. And He's like, just just go, just do what you want to do, just just do it.
0: And the last time he let him do anything, he was like overly sexualizing, like yeah, some I like know, a lipstick. It was like lipstick. lipstick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where the women were like eating bananas, When well, they weren't even eating them; they, they were, were just
1: sucking on the banana.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so the guy's like, okay. So he does this commercial,
1: and it's like it start. First of all. I remember, correct me if I'm wrong. I remember I, I I don't know if I paused it first or something, but I was just like, "Yo, I can't wait for you to see this commercial," and you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and the entire so, the commercial gets super weird from the jump. Like a woman, a naked a naked black woman comes from the water. She turns around and she has like a skeletal face, and she will Grace Jones, who I think is supposed to be like Mother Earth or something like that, mm-hmm. or or African mothers. Africa's mother or something, and she's like, like laughing. She's pregnant, and she like pushes her stomach to push this baby out. So she's
0: wearing a skirt made out of twigs.
1: Yeah, and then she like stretches her legs apart like sumo style, and like pushes the baby. She's like, oh, ah, ah, like screaming, and then pushes the baby out. <laughs> and the baby that, and she even like drops her hand to catch, it, and her hand shaking. And it's and like the baby comes out, but it's like the perfume that she's selling.
0: <laughs> the perfume bottle, yeah. Yeah,
1: she kisses it and it's like Strong day. and it's like stinks so good or
0: some so Oh yeah, it stinks so good. <laughs> yeah. And
1: like the i mind you, I've seen this movie like a thousand times. <laughs> so during this scene, I'm watching Kelsey watch this commercial, and her mouth is agape, just like open eyes widening and i was just like what would you think and you're like i don't know what the fuck just happened
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't even say anything i just slowly turned my head at you and like to look at you and my <laughs> eyes were wide i was like uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was great
1: <laughs> it's so beautiful, but yeah like that commercial gets so fucking wild i i don't remember how i felt when i first saw it but
0: you were probably strangely aroused
1: Probably. I think that's when I, like, knew fear of Grace Jones. Um, but, yeah, like, every time I see that, that scene, I just crack up laughing. Like, I love how how bonkers this bullshit is. And, mm. like, I wouldn't put it past this actually being, like, a legit commercial in the 90s. Yeah. It, sound, it actually kind of seems like they might have done it. It's something tell me, like, they have. <laughs> but... Nineties
0: commercials were really weird.
1: Um, it was a weird time. Um, okay, so since our connection for the f- for these two art- for these two films is, um, was it black, beautiful, and successful, and it's just very black positivity,
2: mm-hmm.
1: black lifestyle. Um, would you would you have an opinion about who did it better? Who did who who depicted the black life, who depicted black life but in a very positive light without being like overtly positive
0: I would say the photograph okay because um even though it was positive, I think boomerang still did it in a comedic way mm. and so it, the I almost feel like the comedy part of it kind of takes away from the positivity part because you're almost oh, kind of okay. making fun of certain things yeah. like like um. Alan, whatever his name, Greer's father.
1: Oh, John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: like I feel, ba- I feel like that's a stereotype that he was playing, mm-hmm. as opposed to that's just how black people always are. Okay. You know, like, even though some people are funny and some people are like that, that's not how all black people are. And, mm-hmm. like, there are some things that were happening that were like, okay, like, you don't always have that really crass friend. You don't always have, like someone who doesn't know how to dress themselves or, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. I think there was so much wiggle room in that one for what positivity really is. Okay. Um, And especially the lead part of it was Eddie Murphy basically playing a womanizer, which I think white people tend to already kind of have um, a view of black men as cheaters. Yeah. So um, I think... The photograph did it much better. Okay. Um,
1: which one did it better? I would probably have to say. I probably have to agree to that. Um, damn it. I don't know, this is kind of a tough one for me because I really like Boomerang. I think I'm kind of my my bias kind of take over. I really like Boomerang because. It's just like a fun as movie. It's just really great to see black people just having fun, and I guess it's because it's so in a positive light. There are, I mean, there are some stakes that plays out in Boomerang, but nothing like too, not too serious. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're never gonna think that, oh, if Eddie Murphy like doesn't end up with Jacqueline, you know, his life is over. You never really got a sense of that, uh-huh. you know. Um, and the photograph you kind of do like you maybe. You would think that East, if Itsu Ray doesn't end up with a Stanfield or vice versa, maybe they like they'll never get over it. Yeah. Um, the polar can be kind of sad at times, but it actually isn't a good note. <sighs> okay, I'll kind of I'll give two answers because I I can't seem to pick one. I would say the photograph gives it a more realistic look, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, the boomerang, boomerang. Still does, as it does give a photo a uh, realistic look, but with the comedic term, kind of does take it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like the commercial is like so fucking ridiculous.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but probably, probably, may, I might have to go. So I'll, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just say photograph. I like, even though I like Boomerang more, and I'll I'll watch it, I'll watch it over and over again, mm-hmm. but I won't watch it for its realistic depictions. I'll watch it for its comedic, for its comedic. Mm-hmm comedy and the fact that it's a fun movie to watch yeah but if i want like kind of be bring back to reality and just kind of like watch a really good love story i'll go to the photograph
0: well we're not talking about which movie is better we're talking about which one does the black positivity better all
1: right all right
0: you know and, okay. I would, I, and i would say it's the photograph okay now
1: now really think about it the photograph does do it better because it shows that these people can grow
0: they lift each other up too. They what? They lift each other up too. Yes, absolutely. Um they're not tearing each other down because of that one intern. And how Lakeith Stanfield treats oh, him too.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's an intern. Um uh his name was Andy. I forget I'm forgetting the, the actor's name. But yeah. Yeah, they actually like lift people up too. Yeah, yeah. in the movie. Yep. Yeah, there's that and
0: Calvin and, Harrison Jr.
1: Yeah, and even like his character Andy and uh, Jasmine Sifis Jones, who played Rachel, they even like. I mean, it's not like a spoiler or anything, but they even end up together. Yeah. And you wouldn't think that was going to happen because the focus usually of the, the movie,
0: side characters don't end up together or whatever because they're just yeah. a
1: joke. Yeah, they're just like a side character. You wouldn't think that there's going to be an arc with those two, but yeah. there is an arc. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, I, I give the movie up for that. That's that is a great, great thing to point at. So yeah, I'll probably have to say maybe the photograph did it best because mm-hmm. it's they the the relationship between the two characters are elevated, even like the side character relationship are too elevated. Uh, like he And was, then
0: you see the his brother.
1: Yeah, they're like they're they're in a they legit. Have a,
0: they have money in a nice house with two daughters mm-hmm. with a marriage that they're making it work. Yeah. And like it's positive. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it at all. They don't fight. Yeah. Or they probably do, but you—I mean—you don't see it. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'll, I'll have to say with the—I'll pho- have to go with the photograph. The photograph did it better. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I gotta say.
0: I like mm-hmm. how you really hard to think hard about that. I one. Did,
1: cause I did because I—I like Boomerang so much. I'm just like yo. Well, how
0: can I like I can that movie there? too, but I—I I wouldn't say like which one. Which one did it was a better action movie? Yeah, that's true. Like. Just because it's not an action movie doesn't mean it's not good.
1: That's true. That's true. I mean, Boomerang was obviously a better action movie.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, somebody got slapped. Str- strong J, and you know, uh, you know, there was a lot of action going on with uh, what's her face, Jacqueline. No, L- Lady Louise or whatever. Chris Jones. Oh, Eartha Kitt! Oh, yeah.
1: yo, Eartha Kitt! She still had it back oh, then. Oh, you know,
0: remember I saw her in that one head wrap. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what'd you what'd you say about that? And she said, was funny.
0: That's exactly where they got the character from. Um, what's that, that? The Emperor's show? New Groove. The Emperor's New Groove. Yeah.
1: I they yeah the the that's
0: totally Earth. Even her her voice.
1: Yeah, they the the people behind Emperor's New Groove*, who made the villain for that movie, which is kind of like a witchy kind of lady, uh-huh. they had to like lift that from Eartha Kitt's personality. Yeah, that, that even like the way how she was carrying herself was very Eartha Kitt.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay. She also kind of looks like a llama, but Eartha Kitt
1: or the the lady,
0: the the animation. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Eartha Kitt. No, she still had it back then. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> even you were just like, dang. She probably still has it decomposing. <sighs>
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, this is in the, the show.
0: <laughs> Good night, everybody. No, we gotta, you know, talk about being on all podcast catchers and Okay. <laughs> you know. Great segue. Shouting out to Lee Lou Allen uh, wherever he may be.
1: Yeah, Lee. I mean you sold me some music, man, but whatever.
0: <laughs> he uh did the music for the show. Mm-hmm he is part of the Electric West. You can find them at electricwest.com. That's a band. Um next week is Mark's birthday.
1: It's my birthday. Birthday. So we're all off. Da, 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 da. Yeah,
0: we're not going to be recording next weekend. We, oh, next week we're going to do like what? The range. Maybe some painting.
1: Yeah, I am I'm turning to the ripe right- Fine wine, age of thirty six. Yeah, coming up on Monday. So this weekend I'm gonna gonna go off and shoot
2: some guns
1: because I've never done that ever. I've never shot a gun.
0: I remember when my mom turned thirty six.
1: Did she shoot guns?
0: No, chat chat rooms were really popular at that time.
1: So she's
0: she was on chat rooms
1: on her birthday
0: when she was thirty six. Her name was L thirty six E L L E thirty six. Why well, that's so sad. <laughs> Um, and, uh, the following week after that, um, when we come back, we are, we're going to do the Invisible Man Mm -hmm. and War of the Roses. Yeah. You had Blackula there, but you weren't sure about that one. Yeah,
1: we were, I was thinking about doing, like, Universal Monster kind of comparison, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the Invisible Man and, uh, the Invisible Man starring, I forget who the actress's name, but the Invisible Man and Blackula. It was
0: like Kate Moss and.
1: No, it's not Kate Moss. Kate Moss, the model. Oh my God.
0: Not Kate Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Sorry.
1: Yeah, is it Elizabeth Moss. El- yeah. Elizabeth Moss. Uh, AKA
0: Scientology lady. Okay. Yeah, Elizabeth
1: Moss. Uh, but no, what we're gonna do instead? We're gonna do The Invisible Man and The War of the Roses. And what's the connection with that?
0: Uh, toxic relationships.
1: I can't wait to show you War of the Roses. Okay, that's a good one. All right,
0: so that's
1: gonna be it for this week. Uh, like Kelsey said, you can find us on all podcasts. Catchers, um, drop us an iTunes review. You know, be a good buddy, old pal, old pal, old buddy, and uh, give us a. Well, you can give me a weird look for that.
0: That was very white. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay uh yeah so that's it i'm gonna bet you guys adieu, uh but i'll leave you guys with this wonderful quote from yvonne played by tisha campbell martin from boomerang she said these powerful words i hope you catch a disease and your dick falls off